Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. They called us deplorables. They shut down our country. They say our thoughts are disinformation. is our response, The Rob Carson Show. Hello and welcome to a, uh, what, Thursday edition of The Rob Carson Show. Hello, hello, hello. I had uh, just a, uh, a pretty wild 24 hours. Uh, Wednesday is what I lovingly refer to as my hell day. Uh, <laughs> uh, because I, uh, I uh, work on uh, uh, taping my TV show on Newsmax, which is called Rob Carson's What in the World? And I usually start preparing for the show. Uh, a week in advance, so it's constantly show prep for the show, and then ultimately, I, I literally I tape the show myself. Excuse me. Let me grab a, let me grab a chair here. My chair is uh, kind of being awkward. Anyway, so I did that, and then uh, and then one of my homework assignments was to watch the new movie, uh, uh, My Son Hunter, Robert Davi's new movie, and Robert Davi joins us today on the show, which I'm really looking forward to. That'll be the bottom of next hour. And I watched uh, My Son Hunter, and, and I kind of expected, um, remember that movie, uh, what was it, uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas with Johnny Depp? I kind of thought it was going to be something like that. I thought it was going to be kind of, so there was a little bit of that, but not too much. And then uh, just an interesting story, and, and, and they, they did some of the same kind of style of writing, I guess, that somebody who wants to make a point while providing something, you know, entertaining uh, and that's that's what I really enjoyed about it. They they took uh, not only stuff out of Hunter Biden's laptop, certainly all of it's factually based, but they did it with a wink and a nod. And that's kind of what I try to do. And uh, and I did you know writing for uh, Mr. Rush Limbaugh for many years. And and if you can if you can entertain and you can make a point with humor when possible, not always. Well, trust me. I mean, listen, uh, you can't always laugh at what Joe Biden is doing to the freaking country. Uh, that, you know, there, there are just some things that are not funny, like sicking the FBI on American citizens for free speech. Uh, so there are some times that it's just not funny, but at the same time, if you can do it with a wink and a nod, you, then you're succeeding. And I, and I thought the movie was very, very entertaining. And I thought it was worth the price of admission. I, uh, I streamed it, and I started it late last night, and I it wrapped it up early this morning, and I, I thought it was very good. And I thought it was a little more sympathetic to Hunter Biden and his lot in life than uh, that I really expected. I really did not expect it to be that sympathetic to this, I mean, a pathetic human being. <laughs> he's, he's really a pathetic man who, uh, you know, tries to uh, get fulfillment out of his otherwise unfulfilling life where he just shills for his old man. That's his whole life purpose. And the only way he can, you know, I guess live with himself is to self-medicate and hire prostitutes. So it, it's a, it's pretty intense. It's a good movie. I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Robert Davi will join us at the bottom of... Uh, of next hour. Joe Biden, by the way, uh, flew to Delaware to vote. 
You thought maybe he was taking another long weekend because he always, always, uh, you know, goes off to Delaware, shuffles off to Delaware. And I thought that uh, them, the whole mail-in voting, I thought that was secure. I mean, honestly, if, if Joe Biden wanted to really talk about voters, you know, uh, election integrity, and he truly believes that, uh, you know, sending in your ballot via mail is secure, then why the hell not? Well, why the hell not? Seriously. And, and then, of course, he also uh, burned a whole bunch and left a big old carbon footprint, I guess. Kind of like Kamala Harris. She flew out yesterday to talk about the glorious uh, Green New Deal and all this BS. And by the way, I will not buy a stupid electric car. You know why? Because where I live, and chances are where you live, that stupid virtue signaling electric car, and nothing against you guys who have uh, electric cars. Maybe you were sold the bill of goods. Maybe you thought it was really good for the environment and all that stuff. But chances are your car's charged by coal or natural gas-powered plants. They just fired up four natural gas-fired plants in California because of the, uh, the hot summer that they're having. And, and they always have hot summers. So, uh, you know, they're having black, uh, rolling blackouts in California and all that. And then the ultimate, the, just the BS and resistance, and this should end debate about electric vehicles and how they are not ready for prime time, is when the, uh, the, the chancellor of California, Gavin Newsom, who just is running a PSA, an, an all-in-one website for all of your abortion needs, and that's about it. Uh, he suggested that you don't plug your electric car in to charge it because the the grid was uh, under stress. And, and here's a problem. There's been a lot of wildfires out there in California. So if the wildfires knock out the power and you need to get out of town and you have an electric car, you're screwed. You are. And to all the idiots who are saying that electric vehicles are the way to go. And by the way, the moron who's running for governor against Dan Cox in Maryland, he wants to electrify the ports. He wants to make all the cranes electric. And he's an idiot. He's a complete and utter moron. Because you can't run tractors on electric. You can't run um, uh, trains on electric. You can't run fishing boats on electric. You can't run cargo ships on electric. Most of our military hardware, it operates on diesel fuel. That's just the way it works. And the planes, none of them fighter planes are electric. And they never, ever, 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 ever will be. Oh, uh, Joe Biden caved to the rail unions and avoided a catastrophic strike. And uh, here's, here's the cool thing, guys. Maybe we're in the wrong business, you and me. But uh, uh, he, the, the, all the people in the unions, the uh, U.S. freight rail company unions and all that, uh, $11,000 bonuses and a 24% wage increase. And, and the most important thing is that Joe Biden will get credit and all of these union people will uh, give all sorts of money to uh, Democrats, whether they want to or not. Their unions will make sure that uh, all of their political donations go to Democrats. That's uh, how it works. That's how it works. It's like when uh, Joe Biden went to the Ford Motor Company. No, he went to GM. He went to GM. And, and the only car he really got excited about was a new Corvette that has a gas engine. Who in the hell handed him the keys? But anyway, the only car he got excited about was a car with a gas engine. The rest of them, you know, who cares? Honestly.
But uh, uh, Joe Biden, one of his executive orders was to make the entire American fleet of vehicles, federal vehicles, electric. Even though there are no dump trucks that are electric and no road graders that are electric and there are no big fat SUVs that the uh, Democrats like to ride in, those big old Suburbans they drive around all over Washington, D.C. And there are no jets in Air Force One will never be electric and Air Force Two will never be electric and all that. But Joe Biden signed that, and then you now, of course, uh, Ford Motor Company's laying off 3,000 people from its uh, gas-powered vehicles division, and they're moving that over to crappy electric vehicles, which, by the way, if you live in Minnesota or North Dakota or South Dakota or uh, New York or Maine or Massachusetts, in the wintertime, uh, your, your electric car is going to super suck. Because, you see, a battery is a chemical reaction. Generally, at least in your car battery, it's lead and sulfuric acid, and it, it uh, decays. It, it, it causes a, the acidic reaction with lead, which creates a current, and the current starts your car and gets your alternator working and all that stuff. That's what it happens. And essentially the same thing happens with your electric car, except for it's full of really, really uh, rare earth minerals that are toxic when you dispose of them, and they all come from China. Other than that, get your electric vehicle, honestly. I'm just going to go ahead and say, um, you couldn't give me a damned electric vehicle. I wouldn't drive a damned electric vehicle. Take your electric vehicles and, uh, you know, you know. But there you go. Uh, Amtrak had canceled all long-distance trains uh, ahead of the looming strike. I don't know if that's going to change anything for all you uh, Amtrak riders and all that stuff. And speaking of uh, using your money for political gain, California is going to start sending their inflation relief checks to residents in October, right before the election day. Yeah, yeah. Now listen to this. To receive the benefits, this is about as bad as uh, Joe Biden's uh, uh, student loan thing, because you could make up to like uh, $300,000 for a family of uh, two or whatever, and you could take $10,000 off your student loan. It's going to cost a trillion dollars, and you guys who are now shopping in Dollar General because you can't afford to shop at Walmart because it's too expensive... Well, according to this, to receive your election relief or in, in, oh, election relief, yeah, perfect uh, inflation relief checks uh, in California, you must have completed a 2020 California tax return, make more than two hundred and fifty thousand dollars individually, or five hundred dollars filing jointly, which covers about ninety eight percent of the population. So this is all about vote buying. But wait a second, Ron DeSantis did the same thing. Yeah, he did, actually. Uh, he, uh, he, di he distributed similar checks to many families in his state to help deal with inflation. But that was spent in July and August before the school year because uh, Ron DeSantis knew that inflation caused by Joe Biden's uh, excess spending and pathetic policies were going to cause parents uh, a great deal of difficulty, particularly around the beginning of school. So it wasn't a cynical vote by like uh, Gavin Newsom had done. So we got a lot of stuff on the uh, on the show today. Um, Going to talk about Mike Lindell being raided, the war on uh, conservatives, the uh, the attempt to shut down freedom of speech last night, and I've been talking about this since like the day after the election in 2020 that I thought the election was stolen last night. I was watching uh, Eric Bowling on Newsmax, and then I record Tucker. I was watching Tucker, and, uh, and Tucker had a come-to-Jesus moment. First 20 minutes of his show was, I can be able to say things like I believe the election was stolen, and it's protected by the First Amendment. 
So we got some uh, some interesting stuff on that. A new report says Facebook has been spying on private messages of those who believe the 2020 election was stolen. Uh, we've got some audio from uh, Capitol Hill yesterday with uh, Anthony Fauci and Rand Paul uh, talking about, uh, you know, this whole vaccine thing because your immune system works really, really, really well when you get sick and it causes you to keep from getting sick again. But uh, Anthony Fauci threw all that away so Big Pharma could make a lot of money and he is an associate and he and his associates could get really rich. So uh, all of that, here's the phone number. It's 800-922-6680. And also, civil disobedience. We're going to get into this uh, later in the show. Because you and I are the movers and the shakers. You and I are the ones who drive the trucks to Washington, D.C. so those people can go to Whole Foods and buy their tapuli. And, and it's time we just said, you know what? Uh, if you're going to make our lives a living hell, let's make yours a living hell. And fortunately, Greg Abbott and Ron DeSantis are beginning to do that to D.C. and to New York City with illegals being allowed to come in this country wholesale. So uh, civil disobedience make their lives a living hell because they spent the last six or seven years making ours that. All of that and a whole lot more on this Thursday edition of the Rob Carson Show. There's only one cure for Americans who are sick and tired of being sick and tired. We're going to give you hope. Vote Democrats out. It's the Rob Carson Show. I think it's time for uh, the people who've made our lives a living hell to have their lives made into a living hell. I really do. Now, this doesn't mean, uh, you know, threatening people and doing what the left is doing in front of uh, 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 conservative Supreme Court justices' homes or tackling them off of lawnmowers like uh, Rand Paul at his home. No, 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 no. I'm talking about doing what uh, what uh, <clears throat> a couple of great governors are doing, Ron DeSantis and Governor Abbott in Texas, and they are busing illegals and flying illegals to uh, elite bastions where, uh, where people live in uh, gated communities. And uh, and uh, look down at the border towns and say, well, our uh, border policy is your problem. And uh, that's what uh, they're doing. And I love it. I freaking love it. Uh, outside of uh, Kamala Harris's residence, the vice president's residence, where she she didn't live there for like uh, a year because she needed it all sorts of improved and everything. It wasn't good enough for her. So she lived in a multi-million dollar apartment until they, they made some uh, renovations, I guess, at the uh, the vice president's home. But they let a bunch of migrants out there. And, and it's kind of funny because uh, Kamala Harris, uh, who is a dim bulb, I mean, really, really dumb person. If you just listen to her talk, it really doesn't take very long for you to figure it out. She's not smart. She's not a smart person. You can blame it on a speechwriter, but she's had like three of them, and she always says the same crap. So it means that's her words. But but uh, there was a, a reporter outside of uh, Kamala Harris's D.C. residence, and he asked one of the illegals uh, bust in from, uh, from uh, uh, I guess this is from, uh, I believe this is from Texas, uh, if the border is in fact closed, because Kamala Harris says it is. And Vice President Harris uh, said that the border is closed. Is the border closed? Do you believe that the border is closed or is it open? It's open, not closed. The border is open. The border is open. Do you believe that all the migrants believe that the border is open? Yeah, everybody believes that the border is open. It's open because... Yeah, you usually don't just uh, start walking, you know, and uh, walk for three months and then get there. And like in the, the movie Vacation, you get to Wally World and find out it's closed. That doesn't happen. 
<clears throat> and I said this when Barack Obama was the president. I said the only thing that would cause a chain migration like this, the only thing is policy. Duh. Duh. We enter. We come in. Free. No problem. And then, but it's open for you to come illegally, right? Illegally, yes, illegally. That's true. Yeah, there you go, right there in front of uh, Kamala Harris. So I would suggest that you camp out right there. And I hope, and, and I lived in Washington, D.C., and I worked in Washington, D.C. for a dozen years right down there in Friendship Heights. Just get off the old uh, metro there and walk up to the office. Uh, I hope that uh, inside the Beltway, that uh, people who uh, you know have the largesse of government, they're living on it, and they, they buy $5 million houses in Chevy Chase, and they have a federal government job. I think that since uh, Washington, D.C. is such a glorious, glorious uh, sanctuary city, that the sidewalks should be populated with tents filled with illegals, just like the uh, drug addicts and the homeless people are populating and destroying San Francisco and Portland and Seattle, 100%. Because if you're going to vote for these, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, bastards, if you're going to vote them into office and they're going to you know, do your bidding and, and vote for, oh, we're sanctuary city because you know we're just so, you know we have a coexist bumper sticker on my Prius and it's spelled with religious symbols and uh, earth first and, and all that. And so if you're going to vote for this crap, then you should live in your filth. <clears throat> there you go. You should live in your filth. So I, uh, I think that there's going to be a point where we need to have some sort of civil disobedience in this country. And I want to call it the uh, We the People Walkout. Because uh, while there was a victory with the rail strike that was coming because Joe Biden paid off a bunch of union members and $11,000 bonuses and $24,000 increase in pay, I guess, over the next five years and all that stuff, uh, you know, for the rest of us, why should we consider, con continue to, to uh, fill their store shelves? Why, why should we continue to, uh, you know, drive their buses? Why should we continue? I think we need one gigantic walkout where we shut the whole damn thing down. <clears throat> because if we don't, they're going to continue their purge. They're going to continue their uh, unlawful and uh, fascistic rule of the American people. So that's what I think we're going to have to do, I, honestly. I, that's, that's really what I think we're going to have to do. Now, as someone who has seen uh, censorship uh, up close, and I, I haven't been raided yet, do, do I think it'll happen? Who the hell knows? Happened to uh, Mike Lindell. I've been flagged all the time. Hell, I got flagged on uh, LinkedIn this morning. Okay, let me show you how broad the, the freedom of speech thing. On my T-shirt site where I sell my T-shirts that I'm going to be starting my own store, they have censored things that they find offensive. And, and things like, you know... Uh, you know, Joe Biden is not my president. The, the, and then you go to Twitter and Facebook, we find out that the FBI has been working with Twitter and Facebook to shut down discussion of Hunter Biden's laptop, among other things, and throw two elections, attempted to throw 2016, didn't work, did it in 2020. So I've seen this. I've seen this. And coming up, 
We're going to talk about the uh, the latest report that Facebook has been sending private messages to the FBI if you disagree with the election. Alan Dershowitz sounds off on Newsmax about this. Uh, your calls are welcome at 800-922-6680. Some red-hot Chip Roy audio from Capitol Hill as well. This is a Thursday edition of the Rob Carson Show. We're being brainwashed in believing the only way to grow your money for retirement is to risk it in the stock market. And that's not true. You can reach your financial goals and dreams without taking unnecessary risks. Do you really control your retirement money? If you got a 401k or IRA or a similar retirement plan, the government controls it. I hate to break it to you. They decide how much you can borrow and when you can pay it back, and you'll owe taxes and penalties for taking money out too soon or waiting too long, even though it's your money. And thanks to skyrocketing national debt in Congress that continues to spend like a drunken sailor, who knows how much you'll have to pay in taxes during a retirement that could last 30 years. Bank on yourself is a better way to grow and protect your hard-earned money. With Bank on Yourself, you get guaranteed predictable growth and retirement income with no luck, skill, or guesswork needed. Your plan doesn't go backwards when the markets tumble. Both your principal and growth are locked in. Let's not forget tax-free retirement. You'll know what your tax rate will be in retirement. Zero under new tax law, which protects you from the coming tax tsunami. And finally, built-in inflation protection. Your money is guaranteed to grow by a larger dollar amount every single year in both good times and bad. You can get a free report with all the details on how the Bank on Yourself strategy adds guarantees, predictability, and control to your financial plan. Just go to bankonyourself.com slash news. That's bankonyourself.com slash news. It is a Thursday edition of the Rob Carson Show, and I've got to get into uh, this uh, this audio from uh, Alan Dershowitz on Newsmax last night talking about uh, the raid of Mark Lind- uh, Mike Lindell at a Hardee's, by the way. By the by the way, this morning also I, I announced I announced that um, on the Chris Salcedo show, he's a Newsmax host. He has a radio show, and I announced this morning a uh, Rob Carson Show exclusive. And that was not only did the FBI at Hardee's during breakfast time uh, take Mike Lindell's cell phone. I'll explain why why that is unconstitutional. But apparently they have already uh, they have also taken his French toast sticks. Which honestly, you get between me and my French toast sticks, and it's all over. This is our new green new energy deal theme song from uh, Jim Gossett. Enjoy. Green New Deal is a total scam. Taxpayers, it is gonna slam. It's just a giant money grab. Bankrupt the country while we all pay the tab. Take it away, Bernie. Electric cars you can't afford to drive. <laughs> Economy will fight to stay alive. Like you. Destruction will be far and wide. We'll be suffering because Joe Manchin lied. Keep your EVs. Windmills can't drill. EVs, huge fees. How did it pass? Goodbye, cars with gas. Or kiss Green my new deal is a joke. Yep, 
And uh, by the way, that uh, Ford F-150 Lightning that you bought, and I think they've sold about three of them. Uh, good luck in the wintertime trying to haul a toy hauler that weighs 6,000 pounds because uh, it ain't going to last very long, if it, if it even goes at all. So there you go. Let's go to uh, Alan in Bowley's uh, Quarters, Maryland. Hello there, Alan. You got some thoughts on uh, green energy vehicles. Go ahead. Well, my big question is, is uh, how long are these rare earth metals going to last? Well, they're not, they're not going to last forever, of course. Yeah, so everybody jumps on these new batteries, you know, what, in 10 years from now or 20 years from now, and they can't, there's a reason why they call them rare earth metals. Yes. They're very rare. <laughs> yeah, and also, Alan, when you dispose of these batteries, they leach uh, all sorts of toxins into the groundwater. Uh, it, it's a joke. It is a joke. And, Alan, the thing is, uh, and, and I'm, I'm kind of a physics geek. This is what I read on the side. Uh, no matter what type of uh, uh, engine you put into a vehicle, it's going to require the same amount of energy to go from point A to point B. And so uh, uh, electric vehicles, you're going to have to charge up the battery, which is just essentially the gas tank for a motor. And most usually that is, that is going to be charged by a factory or a power plant that burns uh, fossil fuels, which is a much cleaner way to do it. If you've ever been to one of these strip mines, those strip mines are terrible. No, they're not, actually. They, they fill them back in again, and the trees grow, and then wildlife returns to them. It's really the best. That's why God created them. You know, for those of you who are you vegans out there all about organic, there's nothing more organic than crude oil and natural gas. God put them there for a reason. We should use them. And by the way, the internal combustion engine is a miracle. It is a miracle. Uh, and it is pro. It is uh, brought men out of the dark ages and women and transgenders and cisgender. What the hell? Anyway, out of the dark ages is, is into the any, light. Has anybody but, said any studies or done any studies of how long you know we have a cobalt or or an lithium to to do all this? Or I, ha- this I haven't I haven't read thought? any of I, I haven't read any of them. Uh, but as long Maybe. as China has slaves, they'll get them in those mines and mine those rare earth minerals. Yeah, yeah, thanks for the call. We're yeah. out, and then it'll be the next big crisis. You bet. Thanks for the phone call. You know, nonsense. I'm not buying an electric vehicle. You can take them and you can stick them. Uh, and, you know, and listen, I'm not. If you if you have a, a Tesla, congratulations. I, I wish you the best when you got to replace that battery. I really, really do. And I got to tell you, if you buy a electric vehicle used, how do you know how long that vehicle that that that, that warranty is going to last? For instance, I, well, I mentioned the other day these, and I don't make the whole show about this, but it's important because they're trying to jam these crappy cars down our throats. You know, they did the same stupid thing with this cash for clunkers. They got rid of thousands and thousands, maybe millions of cars that people could have used, and they made their engines uh, useless so that the government could pay off unions to buy new cars. Ridiculous. If you have to subsidize a vehicle, then people don't want the damn thing. All right? So, uh, to heck with you and your electric vehicles. The smart move would have been, I would have been completely cool with a hybrid vehicle. Hybrids are great. Hybrids are great. I got a hybrid bike. I got a mountain bike that has a little electric motor on it. And I just barely turn that electric motor on when I go up some major hills because I'm training right now. And I want to get into really good shape. And I can't just start out at 10. I've got to start at 6 and move up to 10. That's hybrid technology. That is awesome. But this entire electric vehicle movement is purely political. 
That's the only reason it exists. It exists as a payoff to green energy cronies. It's been going on for decades. Barack Obama did it to the tune of $785 billion during his administration. They funded companies like Solyndra that folded and nothing ever happened. And it's like starting all over again from scratch with a new president and a whole lot of your money. There you go. And that's all I have to say about that. So, recent report claims that Facebook has been spying on the private messages of American users and reporting them to the FBI if they express anti-government sentiments or question the 2020 election. I've been saying this for a while. You could not say your opinion on if you thought the election was stolen, if you disagreed with COVID protocol like mask wearing, which has been proven false, and uh, uh, vaccinations that have been proven false. You've been told that you could not talk about on social media Hunter Biden's laptop because the FBI coordinated with Facebook and Twitter to shut it down. Okay, imagine this. Uh, Okay, the government says, and Facebook and Twitter says, you can't say that a roof on your house is good and will protect you from rain. How about that? How about that? Uh, It's fairly obvious uh, it is going to prevent the rain from coming through your house. But somebody in the government says, nope, 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 that's disinformation. That's about the kind of sense it makes to say that there was uh, no election interference. There was no uh, FBI involvement with shutting down Hunter Biden's laptop. There was no FBI involvement in the Steele dossier a dossier, and hiring uh, a Russian agent to dig up dirt on Donald Trump during the last election, 2016. That's all disinformation. Well, guess what? There's no damned, there's nothing that is disinformation. Disinformation is the government's label of what disagrees with their narrative, what they're pushing, including stupid electric cars, and the election was perfectly fine. Joe Biden got 81 million votes. We're not stupid. New York Post reports that the uh, Facebook has been spying on private messages of data workers, uh, American users, uh, the informing the FBI that uh, expressing anti-government or anti-authority sentiments. Sources within the DOJ allege that the company also reported users that questioned the validity of the 2020 election. An employee at Facebook red flagged private messages containing such sentiments over the last 19 months, transmitted redacted versions to the Domestic Terrorism Operation Unit at the FBI headquarters in Washington, D.C. This was all done without a subpoena. One anonymous source stated it was done outside the legal process and without probable cause. Facebook provides the FBI with private conversations which are protected by the First Amendment without any subpoena. Does it make any sense now to you about the FBI? Does it make sense now why Joe Biden has suddenly declared war using words of war against Trump supporters who steadfastly support him and most believe with fact and reason that the 2020 election was stolen. Does that all make sense to you now? Because this government, Joe Biden's government, has declared war on you. And if you think this is just about the election results, you're wrong. Because they'll come after you if you disagree with anything. Anything. 
Here is uh, Alan Dershowitz. Um, he was talking last night about Mike Lindell. Mike Lindell, one of the reasons why he's so famous is because he has these awesome pillows. I have one. I've had it for about eight years. I sleep on it every night. I call it uh, Debbie. No, I don't have a name for it. But anyway, I've got it in my pillow. I love, 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 love my pillow. Absolutely love my pillow. But uh, he also had the audacity as a business owner to say, hey, there's something weird about this election in 2020. It looks like it was pretty messed up. And here's all the evidence. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, all of the retailers that sold his pillows in stores stopped pe- carrying his pillows. What, 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 that's his political speech. What does that have to do with him selling pillows? It's like maybe the, the FBI and the, and the federal government and the, the deep state were literally trying to destroy this man. Yeah, they have been. Here is uh, Alan Dershowitz talking with Greg Kelly last night about uh, the FBI going after people who disagree with regard to the 2020 election results. And by the way, Alan Dershowitz doesn't believe the uh, election was stolen like I do. You know, it's interesting. Today, one of my oldest friends wrote to me and said that you're putting process ahead of substance. And I wrote back and I said, yes, uh, Felix Frankfurter once said, the history of liberty is the history of process, due process, equal process, constitutional process, fair process. And so we have to, every citizen, liberal or conservative, has to be concerned if somebody's being targeted because of their political views. Now that is uh, Alan Dershowitz talking about Mike Lindell, uh, they gave a blanket warrant. They stole his cell phone. Yeah, I'm just going to say they stole his cell phone because there's a lot of things on that cell phone that are not covered by a search warrant unless it is a blanket search warrant to go after someone politically and shut them down. Here is uh, a little bit more of uh, Professor Alan Dershowitz on Newsmax. I don't agree that the election was stolen, I think, Biden won the election, but I don't pick my clients based on whether I agree or not. I I pick my clients... Imagine that! ...based on whether they are victims of improper prosecutorial action and whether they are victims of unconstitutional action. And I think that uh, there is a a very strong possibility that Lindell is being targeted Uh because of his political views and... Yeah, and and he is, by the way, he is being targeted for his political views. That should be fairly obvious to you right now. And by the way, Donald Trump, the ex-president of the United States, who will be the president again, was banned from Twitter and Facebook and YouTube. Historical figure, president of the United States, banned because he said, oh, I think this election's BS. It should be fairly obvious. Here's some more of Alan Dershowitz. If the framers of the Constitution had heard about cell phones, they would have said this is a general search, the kind of search that we fought the revolution to stop. Which is what they did at Mar-a-Lago. That's why they changed their narrative. Oh, it's nuclear secrets. Oh, it's, it's classified information. It's changed. It shifted because all they care about is finding the man and then uh, finding the crime the British from conducting. You cannot conduct general searches, broad searches of people's houses, of people's medicine cabinets. You have to specify with particularity. Melania Trump's bedroom, Baron Trump's, the 16-year-old son of the president, his room searched by the FBI. What it is you're looking for, and seizing phones is a very, very dangerous expansion of what the 
Fourth Amendment to the Constitution. Well, it's no big deal because it's my, it's, you know, it's just somebody's cell phone. Yeah, but it also brings everyone in that person's life under the microscope as well. Permits, it's the opposite of specificity. And every civil libertarian would be up in arms if this were a liberal Democrat. But because it's a supporter of Donald Trump, the Constitution be damned. And the liberal hypocrites, my friends, my colleagues, yeah. my former colleagues at Harvard Law School and Yale Law School, yeah. and you name it, they are simply making decisions based on who is involved, not when principles are involved. Yep, and we've got a little bit more on that. Also, Sean, you hold on. You'll be up next. This is The Rob Carson Show. If you're looking for a woke take on current events, just go back to sleep because you're not getting it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. Oh, yeah. By the way, while the uh, president of the United States is uh, using a stroke of his pen to pay off one trillion dollars in student debt, the uh, military is literally telling soldiers how to sign up for food stamps. Uh, You know, I've got two words for those who would send 60 billion dollars to Ukraine where Joe Biden and his son and his filthy family have been getting rich uh, and other world oligarchs have gone there to uh, launder their money. I have two words for those who would spend 60 billion dollars on Ukraine and a trillion dollars on student debt while they're instructing our service members to go on food stamps and those two words well I could say the second one and it's you. There you go. The second word is you. You fill in the blank. You just fill in the blank. Just fill, fill, fill. Fill, fill, fill. Uh, one more uh, uh, soundbite from uh, Mr. Uh, Alan Dershowitz on Rob Schmitz. Or no, no, he was on Greg Kelly's show last night about the new McCarthyism. Much worse than the old McCarthyism. Lawyers are being very reluctant to represent these people because... Uh, as several lawyers told me, we don't want to be Dershowitz. Yeah, you can't defend people because the uh, lawyers, particularly in D.C., they're afraid of what the federal government will do for them defending their defendants. Yeah, that's that's freaking, that is the Soviet Union, kids. That is China. That, my friends, is North Korea and Cuba. We don't want to lose our friends, our clients, our associates, our are other people who we know. I lost all my friends in Maryland. They wanted nothing to do with me when I voted for Donald Trump and I became a conservative talk show host. Weird! Because we saw what happened to you when you defended the Constitution on behalf of Donald Trump and made a scholarly speech in front of the United States Senate. Uh, I I don't mind that people stop talking to me. I have uh, enough real friends. But the library banned me. The library banned my books. Various institutions, synagogues have banned me. Um, It's McCarthyism. If your synagogue is down with banning you because of politics, uh, you might as well line up the train cars. And I am not being hyperbolic. If you are down with this in your church or synagogue, it's over. Left-wing McCarthyism, and it's more dangerous than right-wing McCarthyism was. Why? Because right-wing McCarthyism was the past. It was old people. It wasn't the teachers in universities who were training our future leaders. That's why the current McCarthyism is more dangerous. All right. Let's go to uh, Lee in Bel Air, Maryland. Hello, Lee. Lee wants to talk about uh, electric vehicles. What's up, buddy? Well, I'm just waiting for um, 
about the Obama Biden uh, new vehicle. It'll be a mule cart with uh, batteries on on the mule. And uh, I'd like to know how long it's going to last before the mule and the cart are both up on blocks. Can I tell you something? I'd rather have a mule than a uh, than a, an electric car, to be quite honest, particularly if you live in the Northern Hemisphere. <laughs> particularly, yeah. yeah, thanks for the call, dude. Let's go to Sean in Live Oak, California. What's up there, uh, Sean? Hello. And uh, one of the underpinnings on all the uh, Democrats, their threats of why they have to do these extreme po- policies is uh, climate change. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the other thing that occurred to me, they like using this sentence, uh, it's established science, and actually what it is is established scientific fraud. Yeah, and it's also, by the way, all of the scientists who uh, who say that global warming is real usually are on the uh, government dole. They get grants from the government. Unless you uh, unless you capitulate to the government, you lose your money. Uh, that's the way it is. It, it happens that way with uh, NIH as well and other groups uh, that are controlling the government narrative. i got to run because we are running a little bit late. I do appreciate your phone call. This is The Rob Carson Show. Hey, it's Rob Carson for Stamps.com. The holiday season has a way of sneaking up on us. If you're a small business owner, you know how important it is to be ready for the insane holiday season. And if you haven't started preparing for the chaos of holiday mailing and shipping, you're already falling behind. Luckily, Stamps.com has everything you need to make your whole life a whole lot easier. It's the 24-7 post office that you can access from anywhere. No lines, no traffic, no hassle. Stamps.com is your one-stop shop for all your shipping and mailing needs for over 20 years. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses. Get access to the USPS and UPS services you need to run your business right from your computer. With inflation on the rise, every dollar counts. Protect your margins with major discounts on USPS and UPS rates. Up to 86% off. So get ahead of the holiday chaos this year. Get started with Stamps.com today. Sign up with the promo code NEWSMAX for a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the page and enter code NEWSMAX. That's Stamps.com. Enter code NEWSMAX. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show. It's also the Rob Carson Show podcast. If you miss a single episode of the show, you don't need to because it's available. We take the whole show and we edit it down and uh, make it into the podcast. And you can just go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcasts if you'd like uh, previous episodes of the show. Yesterday's show, out of the ballpark. People went crazy uh, with uh, with regard to the content of the show because we're saying things that nobody else says. And if they do, they usually say it much later. Uh, even if you're a big fan of the conservative blogosphere, we're, we're uh, you know, generally we're, we have the uh, hand on the pulse way ahead of time. Because of common sense, life experience, and research. Robert Davi, the director of My Son Hunter, joins us at the bottom of the hour. I saw the movie uh, last night. I thought it was very enjoyable. We'll get to that. Of course, the mainstream media is not talking about it at all. Even though it's the biggest story, like, ever. 
<laughs> Other than the FBI being weaponized. One of the biggest stories, uh, political scandals of all time. The mainstream media avoiding it. But people are watching this movie, My Son Hunter. I paid for it. I watched it last night. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Let's go to uh, Carol in Ellicott City, Maryland. She wants to chime in real quick about uh, electric vehicles and all of the uh, nonsense of uh, mandating electric vehicles in states like California and soon to be, apparently, if, if Dan Cox doesn't win the governor's office, uh, Maryland is going to go the same way. Carol, welcome to the show. Yeah, I think the electric dependency makes the population state-dependent. They can turn it off and on in a snap. Not so easy to do with fossil fuel. Ding, 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 ding. You are exactly right, Carol. You get the prize. I think those rolling blackouts foreshadow something much worse. Of course. And and if you don't have a vehicle that you can go out and start at your leisure, then you're screwed. If the government decides to shut down your car, and they will, by the way, they will decide to shut down your car. They passed a bill, uh, it was a year ago or so, that literally says that uh, the government will be able to shut down your electric vehicle in times of need. So, uh, nonsense. It's all nonsense, Carol. I wouldn't buy a freaking electric vehicle, and I'm not going to buy one. Shutting down the car is just the beginning. They can shut down neighborhoods. They can shut down parts of the city. Well, 100, 100%. 100%. Thanks for the phone call. Uh, we, we are living in an age of, uh, of uh, unprecedented restrictions on our speech, uh, unprecedented abuse of citizens by the Department of Justice, Abuse of our citizens by the DHS, allowing an unlimited stream of illegals to come across the border, making life a living hell. For instance, in Yuma, Arizona, where the population is 100,000 and 250,000 migrants have swept in there and ruined the city and left them with a $20 million medical bill. Do I want to see 250,000 illegals shipped to Washington, D.C.? Oh, hell yeah. 100%. You bet. Shut it down. Shut it down. Make their lives into the hell that they've made our lives into. How do you like that? I'm sure that'll get me marked by the FBI on Facebook. Oh, did you know that the uh, affidavit that the uh, judge has uh, released in uh, in Florida with regard to the search of Mar-a-Lago, the affidavit that got the search warrant from the FBI that was blacked out almost completely by the FBI, did you realize there are people in Congress with security clearance who can see that at any time they want, if they want to? Except the FBI isn't allowing it. You've got the higher echelons of power in Washington, D.C., including Representative Chip Roy, former prosecutor. They have clearance to see the unredacted affidavit, to see what's behind it. And the FBI is telling Congress they can't have that information. After November the 8th, the FBI has to be dissembled. Uh, and reinvented its uh, uh, rotten head, maggot-infested head, run by Christopher Ray, the DOJ with Merrick Garland. The uh, the head has to be removed, 
and the body will remain intact and those who are not political operatives, those who really are concerned about uh, equal justice under the law, they can stay and rebuild. But the people at the top need to be fired, indicted, convicted, imprisoned. Repeat. Here's Chip Roy yesterday asking, uh, asking people, what, what, what are they trying to hide? The FBI, the power of the FBI can be used and is used often to destroy lives. Oh, yeah. We will talk in a minute about a different issue about Scott Smith from Loudoun County, who was kind of exhibit one or certainly one of several exhibits in the now fairly infamous letter from the National School Board Association in direct coordination with the White House. By the way, that was to uh, investigate parents who disagree with CRT and transgenderism in schools. Uh, that was the order from Merrick Garland to go after those parents. And, and the man he's talking about right there, um, his daughter was raped by a transgendered boy who uh, decided to wear a dress so he could go in a little girl's room, raped his daughter. The principal at the school uh, let the kid go to another school, and he raped again. Which led directly to the Attorney General of the United States issuing a memorandum that is still in effect, and under which we know from whistleblowers American citizens have been tagged as domestic terrorists. That is the power of your Federal Bureau of Investigation under the Democrat Attorney General of the United States. And you're running cover. And you're running cover for them. 100%. Hell has to come to those who would make our lives hell. And that means voting them out of office. And that means filling their neighborhoods with illegals. And that means a possible nationwide strike by the American people called the We the People walkout, where the powers that be in Washington, D.C. won't uh, be able to go places and uh, won't be able to have their, their uh, tabbouleh at uh, Whole Foods. Tabbouleh is quite lovely, actually. The parsley is fantastic. But, uh, yeah, and, and, and they're going to have to hurt for a while because they're more than happy to dish it out to us while they're paying off their cronies in big pharma and big green new energy and all of that stuff. Uh, let's go to Jane in Somerville, New Jersey. Hello there, Jane. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Hey, Rob. Love the show, but I have to disagree with you. What you said yesterday about Democrats. What? You said Democrats don't know how to fix things, and they know how to fix elections. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We're yes, not but let them do that, are we? No, we're not. You know why? Because in your hand, you are in possession of one of the greatest examples of freedom of expression. It is a supercomputer with a phone app on it. Absolutely. And with that, you can live stream. You can live stream on Getter and on Truth Social where you won't be censored if you see somebody who's stealing votes or putting in multiple ballots into a drop-off box or loading a bunch of uh, ballots out of a drop-off box two days after the election to throw the election. You can record it all, and you can broadcast live if you need be. Absolutely. My mom is 93, and she loves your show, too. Oh, my goodness. Well, tell her I said God bless her, and I wish her all the health in the world. I think it's marvelous that she is 93 years old. And she's well, sharper than Joe Biden. Oh, my God, yes. What's her name, by the way? You could say her oh, first name. 
Her name is Odette. Odette, God bless you, and thank you for listening. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you, thank, thank you, you, thank you. Hi, Rob. She's, oh, she's my mother's age. Was she born in 29? Yeah, she was born in 29. She's my mother's age. My mom didn't make it to, uh, to 93, but uh, her, she was sharp as a tack up until the last days, which was, uh, which was a blessing, which was a blessing. Hey, let's talk about uh, aliens being uh, taken to Kamala Harris's house, shall we? Because Kamala Harris says that the border is secure. We'll She's bought a side but won't go to the border. From Mexico, she stays so very far. Sing it with me. She doesn't seem to care about law and order. Here it comes. Kamala. Responsibility, she's always shirking. Maybe she's relaxing in some spa. Hell oh, yeah. It's seldom that you'll ever see her working. <laughs> Kamala. Sing it. Kamala. Kamala. I know that it's a mystery. That Kamala. Kamala could somehow become the VP. Da, 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 da. You know she wants to move into the White House. She can't wait to become the left's new star. Disaster it would be. What a tragedy if somehow she became the president, Miss Kamala. <laughs> now uh, you know that uh, Joe Biden, despite the uh, the world crumbling around you and me and and uh, inflation out of control, he, he held a tone deaf Easter egg roll on the White House lawn with James Taylor singing a couple days ago, and uh, we all know that it's a lie, it's bullcrap. Uh, literally, as he was talking, uh, the split screen showed the Dow plummeting, and even CNN said this is a bunch of crap. But here is a Kamala talking about all the success they're seeing with bringing down prices. Well, we've We've seen great trends, and if you look at where everything is headed, we do believe that the work that we have been doing to bring prices down, and it's an issue, so you're right to bring it up, but to bring the cost down. I think you've been having a bunch of meetings, but you've really been doing uh, D-word. ...of living is something that we are seeing success with, but it is taking time. It will take a bit of time, but we are seeing steady progress. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and realize, of course, the President of the United States has been in Washington, D.C. for 50 years, and he's still working on the things that were problematic then. He's never fixed a damn thing. How about that? So uh, are you thinking maybe your grocery prices are going down anytime soon? Well, if you, uh, if you do, you're smoking some pretty sweet weed because it ain't going to happen. Let's take a break. We've got uh, some more with regard to uh, uh, blessing illegals to the bastions of liberalism and making their lives a living hell, among other things. Your calls are welcome at 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. shut down your kid's school. They forced them to wear masks. They taught them CRT and radical transgender nonsense. Now, Mama Bear and Papa Bear are pissed. It's the Rob Carson Show. Administration, 
which largely just tried to build a wall, an ineffective wall, uh, along the border. And- That's Corinne Jean-Pierre talking about uh, Donald Trump's successful, by the way, uh, border policy. Couldn't even finish that in four years. Uh, we're certainly uh, doing a lot more to secure the border and could be... Do- See, uh, this might have worked in the Soviet Union. This may work in China. This may work in uh, Cuba. But you see, we have 250 years of the First Amendment and 250 years of telling uh, authority to stick it. And we're not just going to bend over and take this, my dear. Doing even more if Republicans would stop their obstruction. That's it. I'm going to just take one last. The walls don't work. Joe Biden's getting a half a million dollar wall built at his compound in Delaware, which, by the way, is on the beach which is supposed to be underwater because of uh, global warming and climate change and global cooling and, you know, whatever. So there you go. Oh, I want to mention a story real quick um, because I actually contributed to her GoFundMe this morning. Um, Iowa teenager Piper Lewis, she was on trial for murder. She murdered someone. I contributed money to her GoFundMe page. You know why? Because she murdered the man who raped her and sold her into child sex trafficking. See, the judge uh, let her off the hook as far as a prison sentence, but he was forced by uh, law to uh, charge her with $150,000 restitution for killing her rapist. And it's going to go to her family, the the family of the uh, rapist. And if she violates the terms of her probation, she faces 20 years in prison. She was raped starting at uh, age 15 and trafficked. And she tried to run away from uh, an emotionally and mentally abusive home several times in 2020. She was sleeping on the steps of an apartment complex. She met a 28-year-old man who offered her a place to, uh, to stay, and he sold her into sex trafficking. He was 37-year-old Zachary Brooks. She was lying in his lair where she was being sold, and uh, she woke up with him raping her. She at the time was uh, 15, and uh, then when he finished, he fell asleep, and she got a knife and stabbed the SOB to death. Before sentencing, she expressed that she was struggling with her detention because she was treated like fragile glass and not allowed to communicate with loved ones. She said, my spirit has been burned, but, my, but still gl- grow, uh, glows through the flames. I contributed to her this morning. Her GoFundMe is at about $350,000. She is uh, she's a survivor. She's from Iowa. Piper Lewis. It's P-I-E-P-E-R Lewis. If you can go to her GoFundMe and help her out, I wish you would. We're seeing the beginnings of fighting back in a number of fronts. I am so glad that she uh, she's not going to serve prison time, and I'm so glad her rapist is uh, dining in hell with Joseph Stalin. There you go. How about that, everybody? How about that? Ah, let's see. So Kamala Harris uh, had about 100 people uh, taken to the uh, uh, Naval Observatory where she uh, lives. I think that's pretty funny. Ron DeSantis also sent a bunch of illegals. Two planes full of illegal aliens to Martha's Vineyard, part of their state's program to relocate them to sanctuary cities. Uh, Yes, Florida can confirm the two planes with illegal aliens. Ooh, did he say that? You can't say that. That's racist. That arrived in Martha's Vineyard today were part of the state's relocation program to transport illegal immigrants to sanctuary destinations. States like Massachusetts, New York, and California will better facilitate the care of the 
these individuals who they have invited to our country by incentivizing illegal immigration through their designation as sanctuary states and support for the Biden administration's open open border policies. Make their lives the same living hell that they've made ours. Here's a report, actually. This is kind of interesting. This is out of, uh, this is out of uh, El Paso, I believe. Hold on one second. Let me find it here. Uh, El Paso, Texas, where... Um, uh, 200,000 people have been dumped uh, from coming across the border. They're having to actually, uh, uh, well, uh, e- e- uh, urinate and, uh, and poop in the, in the public, and it's destroying the city. But here is the report, and I just hope that they bring this to Martha's Vineyard and uh, Washington, D.C., particularly right around the Capitol. Stephanie here in downtown El Paso. The rains have not started yet, but as we can start feeling that wind is starting to come in just a little bit. But I want to show you just behind me, migrants already have their tents ready in case that weather does start at any minute. But as you can see, migrants have been moved from where they originally were earlier today. You can also see that city officials have now started to move them because they are working on adding fencing to an abandoned... Those little people in El Paso, they can surely be sanctuary cities like ours. But don't try to bring those those slightly filthy people who came across the border to Washington, D.C. or New York City. Building where migrants were suspected to have been using the restroom. That's just one of the living conditions that they have endured. Yeah, using the restroom is another... Uh, Another term from uh, just crapping outside. Uh, my wife does this. She'll say, uh, did you let the dogs go to the restroom? I said, no, but I let them outside to poop because you know, she likes to do that. You know, she's polite. People from the Midwest, Midwest do that. We don't ever say, like, let the dogs out to poop. We always say, uh, do you guys want to go outside to the restroom? We do that. We do that. It's kind of weird, Midwest. It's an only Midwesterners. Like, for instance, I also, I don't say tra- trash can. I say a waste paper basket. Is that, is that Midwestern? I'm not sure. Maybe they could poop in the waste paper basket. Then you could kill two birds with one stone. Who the heck knows about it? Oh, 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 and then I got another story I'm going to share with you. And if it doesn't shred you to your core, it should. High school student overdosed on fentanyl and died on the floor of her junior high school in Los Angeles. She was 15. She went to a park and she thought she was buying Percocet. It was fentanyl from China and it killed her. 15 years old and it's happening all over the country. Robert Davi, the actor the director joins us after this break to talk about my son hunter don't go anywhere Rob Carson show and somebody who I have been wanting to talk to for a long time. Robert Davi joins us on the Newsmax hotline. Robert Davi, welcome to the show. Glad to have you here. Thank you for having me, Rob. Hey, you know what? I, I got to do a lot of homework for this show. I like to say 10 hours for a three-hour show. One of my pieces of homework last night was finally getting to watch my son, Hunter. And let me tell you, bravo, my friend. Bravo. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to tell you, here's, here's what I, I've said this morning. A uh, couple of no, things that I, I expected it to be something like Fear and Loathing with, in Las Vegas with, uh, with Johnny Depp. I kind of that going, and, and you had a little bit of that. 
But you also made some brilliant points with facts, and you did it with a wink and a nod. And as somebody who started writing political satire for Rush Limbaugh in 1989 right out of college, I have to hat tip to you to be able to get across some of the the massive scandal of, of Hunter Biden's laptop and put it into a movie that is entertaining enough and does it with a wink of an, and a nod that makes you go, I want to watch this, regardless of your political persuasion. So I, I, I think it's great. When you went in to make the movie, was I mean, obviously that was the way you wanted to present it. But tell us uh, how you deliberately created this movie, wrote the script surrounding real facts to, uh, to make an entertainment movie yes but but before i do that i'm going to ask you one question yes sir what do you think and i know how close you were to the great rush yes what do you think he would have said if he saw this film i think he would have uh i think he would have absolutely loved it uh and and rush did this thing and he always said he used absurdity to point out the absurd. But one of the things that he also did, and, and one of the reasons I was writing for him, is he would, he would disarm his competition by presenting something with a wink and a nod. So I think his, the movie that you did, I think would have been right up his alley. I think he would have really enjoyed it. I really do, man. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. I've, based on the conversations I had with him, all right, so to answer you, thank you for that, Rob. Yeah, man, yeah. Thank you for watching it. I appreciate, appreciate that. Oh, you bet. And I'm a fan of yours. I've been listening to you, and I'm so glad thank we you. got to hook up here. Thank you. The, so, uh, the film was uh, developed by the Unreported Story Society. That's okay. Phil and McAleer and McAnally. They got a writer, Brian Godelow. Mm-hmm. And he wrote the draft, and they sent it to me because one of their partners at Unreported Story Society, Magda uh, uh, Cicada, was a fan of my film, The Dukes. Okay. Uh, and uh, which won nine of awards. And she uh, urged them to have me as director. I, they sent me the script. I read it. I, and the temperature of the country, as you know, Rob, was frustrated because this story, the Biden uh, story, was being squashed while Russian disinformation about uh, Trump was, you know, explored and that was you know and it was almost like the the reverse realities so i was primed also to wanting to tell the story i was looking for something interesting to direct i got the script i thought what i could do with it the tonality it had a a humor in there yes and everything but i wanted to now extract it in the the film american hustle by david o russell oh yeah uh, that came to mind because it was the true abscam story about the fbi sting the, the Wolf of Wall Street, the Gucci yes. film, and also the Fear and Loathing that you said. So I said, here's, a, here's something I can fashion. So I wanted a certain look. I wanted the, I didn't want to demonize, again, the drug addiction. No. Because as we know and everyone's spoken about, we're having fentanyl being poured more deaths from that. I've had family members that have suffered. Everyone's had addiction in the family somewhere. Yeah. This happens to be the president's son. Yeah. who's making deals with the Chinese and with the Russians and the, the Ukrainians while he's hitting a crack pipe every 15 minutes. Yes, yes. You know? Well, you don't know. Go ahead. I, and I have a question about, you know, how you presented, Hunter. But go ahead, finish your thought, and then I'll, I'll get to that. Yeah, then, and the story is told through the eyes, as you know, of a 25-year-old left-wing activist who works as an exotic dancer. Yes. To pay for her <laughs> college education. Yes. And now 
fears the audience who doesn't want to believe this story or doesn't see this story. Now she's thrust into the life of Hunter Biden right in the, the middle of it, not knowing who he is and then discovering who he is and then discovering yeah. what's behind the curtain. Yeah. With the Biden yeah. family. Well, and, and you did a great job. And listen, Robert, I, I pay a lot of attention to every news story, and I caught every line, every line when there was uh, the uh, uh, John James, the guy who played Joe Biden with Lawrence Fox, in the yes. uh, good deal of time in the vehicle. And you threw some lines in there, not only from the laptop, but also from speeches, lines of Joe Biden. You you, you even worked in, uh, uh, what's his name, the, the, the guy who used to pick on him at the swimming pool, Corn Pop. Corn Pop. You even worked Corn Pop. <laughs> You worked corn pop, so you know you you used. That's a great thing about it. And when I write comedy, I take grains of truth, and I I don't lie. I don't make stuff up. This was a truthful movie. And by the way, Lawrence Fox, the guy who did Hunter, I think is at, if you you couldn't have done better if you would have put Hugh Laurie in that character, because uh, I mean he he really did a great job. And you portrayed you portrayed him as a you portrayed him as a th- a sympathetic character. That I mean, aside from the you know the dealings with China, you were very sympathetic toward his addiction and his lot in life as a family member in this corrupt family. Yeah, yeah. I mean that was the that was the conversations that I had, and you know the, the cast was intelligent. Lawrence is a terrific actor. Comes from a, a legacy of great English actors: James Fox, Ed Fox, uh, father and uncle. Yeah. And uh, we were all on the same page on that. And then I had to make sure that I put in, you know the railroad going on that track and John yeah. James the same thing I didn't yes. want a Saturday night caricature I didn't want a no an adult Joe Biden because I didn't want to draw you know it, it, it's too easy to poke fun at something like that you know what I'm saying yes and yes there's something behind as we see now there's something behind someone shaking the hand of someone who's not there well, you also, with regard to uh, John James, who played Joe Biden, is uh, it would have been easily to do the handshake, to stumble and bubble and all that stuff, but it wouldn't have made the point because he was a deliberately involved in all of this. You can't accidentally stumble into getting money, uh, you know, billions of dollars from the Chinese uh, as far as, uh, you know, some of their dealings and the millions of dollars. So you didn't do that. And, I, and I, there was like one little thing, even getting into the SUV one time, and it was funny. It, it was yeah. uh, it was it, something you had to include, but you didn't make his entire character about that. No, and it was very subtle where he gets his own, you know, he gets back. It could happen to anyone, you know what I mean? And, but he gets his bearings back. But I wanted to just hit the subtlety of that, of, 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 the, uh, of Joe Biden, uh, the yeah, Bidenisms. Yeah. And and he also you know you you could tell that uh, regardless how twisted it is the, the Joe Biden loves his son, um, yes, you know, and and the, and the son loves the father. But we we come to a, a interesting conclusion that why laptops left like this? Why yeah. there's something behind the reasoning, and we answer that question uh, at the at the towards the end of the film. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's very interesting dramatically for the audience to see. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 
Uh, let me ask you this, because uh, obviously you have faced a lot of headwinds with uh, getting seen, uh, uh, a lot of people not covering you. I've, I've seen a couple pretty good reviews from otherwise kind of left-leaning publications. What was it like bringing this uh, film to the fore, getting it produced, and now uh, promoting it so more people will see it? Well, it was crowdfunded by 30,000 people. Also. I love it. I love it. And <laughs> a lot of people that were interested in this film. That's what We made this film for the people, yeah. left and right, yeah. to be able to say to yourself, wait a second, as we found out now, Mark Zuckerberg had, was told by the FBI to quiet the story. And then when we made the film, we shot in Serbia, in Belgrade, there was yeah. no New York Times admittance to this or anyone else. It was still Russian disinformation. And then since that time, more and more is coming out, and they're slowly letting it out. You know, okay. What, what, what is this I heard about Hunter's uh, attorney showing up uh, on set? I, I saw your interview the other day. Can you tell us about that? Yes. All right, so here we are in Belgrade, and Philip yeah. McAleer is a Northern Irish guy. Wonderful yeah. guy. He's an accent of Northern Irish. He said, Robert, we've had a, a documentary cruise here to, 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 to kind of like... You know, they want to cover the film. They're, just, they're doing a documentary on Hunter Biden. And I said, no, I don't want anybody on the set. I want it closed. No, no, no. It's okay. I think it'd be good. It could be good. It could be good for us. They, they flew down in a private jet, and they heard to, you know, they want to, you know, just... I said, I don't want anybody on anyway. He said, no, I made them sign something. And turns out, a month later, not a month later, we finished filming. This is a probably... We finished filming in... Uh, the end of November, editing finished was by February, probably around March or so. You won't believe what it is. He tells me, calls me up. Remember the lawyer that came? And yeah. he told me that they were involved in South Park in some way. So we, he thought he was, <laughs> I, I didn't know who they were. Yeah. Said, that lawyer gave $2 million to help bail Hunter Biden out of his, law, his tax problems. <laughs> I go, you mean that guy that came to the set that I didn't... And they were very nice. The people were very congenial. They weren't. They weren't. I just didn't want anybody on the set, you know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I know that the actors, at the end of the day, it's difficult for them not to, you know, hit, hit a bourbon or something and want to have a chat. And and they did that. And these guys were nice enough. But we find out this was Hunter Biden's lawyers. And on top of that, Rob, yeah. when I got to the hotel in Belgrade, and this is an interesting thing, yeah, the hotel staff. You know, they were fans. You know, they put my picture up in the hotel. Nice. Whatever, you know. And yes. and, and it's an upscale hotel, and they, they said to me, you know who was here a month ago? No. Yeah. Hunter Biden. <laughs> so I thought, what was Hunter Biden doing in, in, in Belgrade, you know, a month before we got to the, you know, we, we got there. It was interesting to me. He could wow. go anywhere he wants, of course. Maybe... He was setting up an art gallery or something. Who knows? Yes. <laughs> you know, maybe there was something else happening there. But anyway, yeah. it's, it's so interesting that this, the left, in spite of themselves, will misrepresent the picture. Yeah. One guy went so far as to go, you know, look, at, I could review any picture I want. That's the freedom of America. And this is this and this and this. So it's, he's setting up that it's a nice, you know what I mean? He's going to be... Yeah. He's apologizing for reviewing the film. <laughs> yes. yes. And, and then his next sentence is, he denigrates the picture. And then yeah. he absolutely has the biasness in the whole, the, you know, 
without it being because it's a good picture. It's a good film. Yeah. It's yeah. entertaining. You saw it. Yes. You know what I mean? It's, oh yeah. It's well made. Yeah. yeah. Uh, can can we? Is there any way you could hold on for the next break? Just give me a couple Absolutely. minutes during the commercial because I've got a few more questions I want to ask you. Not only about the movie, which is My Son Hunter, which you got to get. You got to watch it. Watch it with your family. I told people to watch it yesterday. MySonHunter.com and download the film. Okay. If you can have it, own it. All right, so we're going to take a break here. MySonHunter.com. Watch it. Let's let's do a watch party tonight, shall we? Uh, MySonHunter.com. More with Robert Davi after this break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. We the people are mad as hell. It's The Rob Carson Show. Joining us on the Newsmax Hotline, Robert Davi, the director of My Son Hunter. Uh, and uh, you got to check it out, mysonhunter.com. I thought that Gina Carano, and I remember the first time I saw her, it was with Deadpool. She played the, uh, the uh, bad, uh, bad superhero that fought the silver guy, you know, at the end, and she, she owned it. And I really enjoyed her opening, her, her commentary throughout. You broke the third wall. You did first-person perspective. I thought she did a great job. I really do, Robert. Gina's a wonderful person. And she did, She has a young, well, she has a young, she has like a modern day, different, but a Bacall kind of associate. You know what I mean? Well, you know what, you know what else? You know what else? She also has kind of a don't F with me kind of attitude about her. That's what I'm you, saying, the Lauren Bacall. Is, you would not want to mess with her. You know, she has that vibe. You know, you go right there. Yeah, jump yes. in on it. You know? I, 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 now, I, I would... Uh, I was just talking to my, my producer about how the the uh, the uh, characters in the movie, like for instance Lawrence Fox's Hunter and John James's Joe, you didn't try to necessarily impersonate their voices perfectly. No. That that's going to be hard to do. Uh, you let the actors uh, have their way with the with the script, and and I thought it worked out really well. In fact, I found I found Lawrence Fox to be more believable than the actual Hunter Biden. <laughs> to be quite honest, well, let me tell you something. People that have seen the film and they tell them, yeah. Then when you showed the real Joe and the real and the real Hunter, wait a minute, that's not Hunter. This is Hunter. Yeah. The I'm not kidding. Robert, Robert, when I, I last night I, I watched the movie and, and I just got enthralled with particularly with Lawrence. Uh it, it just I mean it it was almost kinda like you know what some of his dialogue reminded me of? Goodfellas toward the end there, when uh yeah. when uh, you know, when he's uh, running around, he's trying to hide from the helicopters, keep sailing the helicopters, put the guns in the uh, trunk, go make the cocaine, make the sauce, the whole deal. You had a little of that going too. And I thought not quite as frenetic as Goodfellas. But but really, really good, really good how you did that. Yeah, well, that was also, I, I would tell him, I'll give you a little secret on that. I go, okay, Lawrence, you're James Bond right now. You're Hunter Biden Bond. And I want that, that, that kind of, irrespective of hitting the crack pipe every few yes. minutes, to yeah. have a kind of different thing. And then he looks into camera every now and then. If you remember the consulting moment. Oh, yes. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I love that first person perspective. I think it's again, it's that wink and a nod. You know, that's why people like The Office so much. When you can break yeah. that down and and connect with the audience, and it started right off the bat, first words in the movie, Gina Carano, right at the beginning, yeah. as the Secret Service agent looks at the camera and says something. Well, this would be funny if it wasn't true. Something. I don't think the line this was. Is not a true story. This is not a true story except for all the facts. Boom. And that set the table. That really set the table. And, and the way forget, she... 
We've heard before stories of Joe Biden swimming in front oh, yes. of the service people. So now, I, I, you didn't have him in the buff. You didn't see his bare butt. I thought we'd see his bare butt. Well, you know, I, I, I did want to restrain uh, okay, this right. because <laughs> I didn't want it to be uh, hindered. You know, I understand. Hindered. I understand. Yeah, you didn't want a cobra, cobra, cobra moment. No. <laughs> yeah, and, and you saw, like, in the, in the Chateau Marmot and the strip joints, it's all very tasteful. Yes, it you know, is. There's eroticism there, but it's tasteful. It's not uh, it's not in your face, but it gets the point across no. quite vividly. Well, you have to, because the laptop, the, the, I mean, this is a life of debauchery that no human being has ever seen. Yeah, I'm mean, honestly... And and it was all truthful. Smoke the crack pipe, do the coke, do the the party with all the strippers. Go to the strip club. The, the, by the way, the scene where you led he led the agent through the strip club to the back room. That was really beautifully shot. By the way, the way Thank he you. came in, he's touching base with different. It was great. Yeah, my introduction to him. Yeah, that was my. I wanted. To, I didn't want the audience to see him off bat. I wanted the, that whole thing to get us into the world. You know what I mean? And that yeah, all in one shot basically. And then he. Finally, says it's time to party. And yes, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. I uh, I enjoyed it, my friend. And and it, I'm going to tell you uh, that if you do listen to this show, it is a great honor. I have I have loved you since Goonies. Yeah, I had to say it. I'm a Gen Xer. Uh, Goonies and all of the things you've done. I I still I probably even have the cigar aficionado that you were featured in from the '90s. Oh yes. Because oh my dude, goodness. Now I'm, you I'm have a, my I'm album Dobby Sings Sinatra. No, I don't have it, but but I I appreciate your ability to sing, and I've heard you sing before, and I think that's Rush, Rush played it sometime, you know. He, oh, well, he, I'll have to do that. Yeah, I'll have to do he, that. I did a take. I did it. I did it. Have your people look at the house I live in because I think okay. you'll appreciate my. I mean, the whole album went to number six on Billboard Jazz, and Quincy Jones right, has right. given me huge accolades on it. But the it. the house I live in is a is is I did as a single. All right, I got to check. I got to. I got to listen to that for me, Rob. We we got to run, my friend, Robert Dobby. You're welcome here anytime. Godspeed. God bless. My son Hunter is the movie. I hope it's doing well. I have a feeling it is. God bless you, sir, and uh, thanks for joining me today. And please tell your audience, mysonhunter.com, and get the film and spread the word. All right, very good. Let's take a break. You are listening to the Rob Carson Show. They called us deplorables. They shut down our country. No, we ain't gonna take it. They say our thoughts are disinformation. This is our response, the Rob Carson Show. You can also listen to the Rob Carson Show podcast. Today's show will feature Robert Davi, who directed My Son Hunter that I saw last night and I enjoyed thoroughly. MySonHunter.com if you would like to uh, get the movie and watch it with you and your family. I uh, I thoroughly, I really did. I thought it was great. I thought he, the way they did it was a wink and a nod. It oddly enough made uh, Hunter Biden into a kind of a sympathetic figure with the uh, with the accent on pathetic. Um, but it was I thought it was a very enjoyable movie. I really, really do. And even better it's Robert Dobby, and it's got a uh, a message that the media, the mainstream media, big social media, uh, probably a lot of uh, departments of the government are doing everything they can to shut down and ignore. That makes it even better. 
I know it's verboten. It's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we haven't uh, we haven't played uh, this in a, in a couple of days. This is our new. Uh, I decided what I'm going to do since the class of 1968, and I'm not talking about you guys who graduated in '68. It's a metaphor. I'm talking about the left leftist Marxists who have sat in faculty lounges. Uh, mentally masturbating about uh, communism and how it really hasn't been used right. It just—it's really the best form of government, even though it left a hundred million dead. You know, and the Marxist class of 1968—they're trying to make their Marxist dream come true. They're in control of the DOJ and the CDC and the HHS and the federal government largely and all that. But you know what? We're going to kick their butts. And what I've decided to do is take some of the anthems of the class of 1968. And turn the lyrics around, yeah, to poke fun at them and their corruption. This is uh, Jim Gossett. There's something happening here. Got a press with a brain that's not clear. He's got bloods where there used to be hair. Shaking hands when nobody's there. Think it's time to stop. Hey, what's that sound? Five Democrats are going down. And they want to take us down. Well, we ain't going. The left is in disarray. November 8th could be a red day. Be vigilant, vote in person. We win big, but we must be aware. Vote of fraud could occur. Everywhere, time to stop. Hey, what's that sound? Five Democrats are going down. The FBI as corrupt as they come. How do I know? Cause I'm not dumb. I ain't stupid. We must make them pay. They weaponize the DOJ. Time to stop. Hey, what's that sound? Democrats keep losing ground. Stop. Hey, what's that sound? Their policies will be unwound. Stop. Hey, what's that sound? Run them out of D.C. town. By the way, you can uh, you can get the song right now. You can hear it on the podcast, which is you to go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast. You'll find all the digital platforms. Or you can go to my Rumble channel at Rob Carson Show and see the video of me uh, playing the song on my show. I know, yeah. Anyway, oh, our FBI, the Federal Bureau of Investigations, a Quinn Martin production, the FBI, which is now uh, pretty much rotten to the core, but its maggot-infested head needs to go. So Jane's Revenge is this uh, pro-abortion terror group, and they have uh, they have struck a number of uh, of uh, crisis pregnancy centers around the country. Uh, to date, uh, they have actually came uh, taken credit for 18 of 100 attacks around the country. These are violent domestic extremists attacking crisis pregnancy centers around the country, threatening them, attempting to burn them down, splashing fake blood all over the place, all of that stuff. And our FBI is on it. And they have arrested nobody. Not one single person. Not one single person. Our FBI. Numerous uh, pro-life centers, churches, memorials, persons targeted by the terror group. Yet those contacted by Fox News Digital indicated they have not been informed of any arrest. Any arrest. 
The FBI wrote that uh, they are investigating a series of attacks and threats targeting pregnancy resource centers. Oh, is that Mike Lindell at a Hardy's drive-thru? Never mind. Faith-based organizations and reproductive health clinics across the country, as well as judicial buildings, including the U.S. Supreme Court. You are so full of ungodly full of crap. It's not even funny. Don't you even know that you are done? They don't. They're going to hurt a lot of people in the meantime. The FBI. Honestly, the butt is off that rose. All of those years, all those years, particularly boomers, you know, being raised to watch the FBI, Quinn Martin production. And now you realize it was all a joke. Field agents, okay, I'll give you props, field agents. Thanks for what you do. But honestly, if you accepted (laughs) the wholesale raid of Mar-a-Lago and you're a member of that team going into Melania's bedroom, uh, you need to... You need to go away. You need to lose your uh, your uh, badge. You should turn it in. Honestly, and and surrounding Mike Lindell at a Hardee's, uh, any any of those agents, you really should be just ashamed to show your face. I swear to God in heaven. Oh, and then there's uh, Maisie Hirono. She's a nut job member of Congress from Hawaii, and she is literally. I, I'm not kidding. Listen, listen, listen. <clears throat> See, I'm very careful about what I say with regard to how we kick these bastards out of office. I say that we need to do this peacefully. They need to realize who they're messing with. We need to go to the ballot box. We need to win in November. And if they try to steal this, then continue to attack us in the manner in which they have. Then we're going to resort to other stuff, and they're going to be defensive. And those actions are going to be defensive in nature. And they will be big and ugly. But here is Maisie Hirono, literally, (laughs) like she has any power to call people to arms. She is literally declaring war on those who would disagree with wholesale abortion. She is. Listen to her very hollow words, because I doubt she's ever held a gun in her hands. When I hear my colleagues talking about how, you know, it should be states' rights or uh, government should not be telling us what to do. Which, which is how the government was formed. Uh, that's, that's why we have a representative republic, you moron. The word hypocrites, it doesn't even go far enough to call them out on what they're doing. You know, like, for instance, uh, I'm fine with you aborting your baby, but when I decide to have a children, child, it's a life. This is an outright attack on women in this country. That is how I see it. No, it's not, because uh, women are not defined by their ability to kill the fetus in their womb, generally paid for by a man, by the way, a lot of the times, paid for by a man. I mean, and, and let's just be honest, and maybe things have changed a little bit, but I can't tell you how many times I heard people in college, you know, uh, uh, for instance, a, a, a dear friend of mine, she got pregnant, her boyfriend and the father, came and visited and said, we'll pay for the abortion. No, I'm going to have the child. That's what abortion in this country has been about for a very long time. Not saying it's an autonomous men forcing women to do it, but let's face it, abortion is birth control. That's what it's been used at as. And don't throw anything in my face. I'm the product of a rape for crying out loud. I was put up for adoption. So just shut up right there. Back to Maisie Morano. That is how more and more women and those who support our right to 
make decisions about our own bodies. That is how we see it. Yeah, but see, no other decision involves another human's body, another spirit, another human being that has the potential to live and breathe like you, unfortunately. And why? Because that's what's happening. Madam President, I yield the floor, but clearly, you know, this is a um, literally call to arms in our country. Okay, hold on. That, that is a, she said literally, meaning that it is a call to physical weaponry to fight those who disagree with her. Listen again. No, this is a um, literally call to arms in our country. All right, you bring that. Go ahead and bring that. Because you may have the FBI and you may have some IRS agents, but I'm thinking the lion's share of our military are on our side. Yeah. And then there's Tim Ryan. He's running for, uh, for Senate in Ohio. And he said this about killing, killing the MAGA movement, which is, by the way, the Republican Party now. The Democrats aren't right on everything. And I'm willing to sit down and have conversations about how we can move out of this age of stupidity and into an age of caused by Democrats. Thank you. Conciliation and reform. How do we fix all of these broken systems? Joe Biden has been in Washington, D.C. for 50 years, and he's never fixed a single one. Don't act like these problems have never existed until now. You just keep promising and never do a damn thing about it. Some of those answers will come from Republicans. It's not not the extremists that we're dealing with every single day. We've got to kill and confront that movement. But bring it. Bring it. And here is, I mean, and I, and I do mean this uh, sincerely. This is not an insult. It's just the truth. Hank Johnson is a congressman from uh, Georgia, and he is as dumb, probably dumber than AOC. He not only says that MAGA Republicans, uh, you know, uh, 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 performed an insurrection that is not an insurrection on January the 6th, but those same MAGA Republicans went to school boards, and they're all terrorists. Um, January 6th. 2021 will never be forgotten, an infamous day in American history. MAGA Republicans descended upon the Capitol, engaged in an insurrection. No, actually, there were uh, 14 left-leaning groups that infiltrated. The MAGA Republicans all stayed to watch Donald Trump's, Trump's speech. And, and then the, the people who are planted and brought in, uh, and it looks like supervised by the FBI, uh, they were the ones who started attacking the Capitol before Donald Trump stopped speaking. Uh, they occupied the Capitol. Five people were killed. That's a lie. Hundreds injured. That's a lie. But they were injured by the hundreds during the summer of 2020. And also when uh, Antifa uh, tried to burn down St. John's Church and drove Donald Trump and his family into the presidential bunker. Including hundreds of Capitol Hill police officers. That's a lie. Attacked and bludgeoned. Um, and those Capitol Police officers were held, were left out to dry. Nancy Pelosi uh, knew that there was a threat, an imminent threat, and she never told any of the Capitol Police, not a single one of them. And she also denied National Guard troops that Donald Trump offered up because he also knew that there was a threat imminent infiltrated by left-leaning groups on January the 6th. All right. And for those of you who don't know, this is the same congressman who said because of our Marines' presence on the island of Guam that their weight would cause the island to tip over. So 24 miles long, about 7 miles wide at the least widest uh, 
place on the island and about 20, about 12 miles wide uh, uh, on the widest part of the yeah. island. And um, I don't know how many square miles that, that is. Do you happen to know? I don't have that. Uh, figure with me, sir. I can certainly supply it to you if you'd like. Uh, Ab Admiral Robert Willard. Yeah, my, my fear is that uh, the whole island will uh, become so overly populated that it will tip over and, uh, and capsize. Yeah, um, that, uh, yeah, you're, you're, um, you're an idiot. Yeah. Uh, but I, but just to be safe, I would evacuate Australia because, you know, you never know. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. FBI, DHS, IRS, CDC, HHS, all complete BS. It's The Rob Carson Show. So eventually, every person who has been fired for not taking the COVID jab should have uh, legal recourse to sue those who would uh, have uh, uh, made them uh, lose their careers, particularly in the military. Uh, they need to be uh, re uh, reestablished in their position. They need back pay. They need their full retirement. And those who uh, played along with this nonsense need to lose their jobs. U.S. Navy rolled back an order punishing SEALs who refused uh, COVID-19 vaccinations based on their religious beliefs. By the way, the federal government used this as a way they tread all over our religious beliefs with regard to this. They threw it out the window. Nobody was given a religious exemption. And that is Soviet-style leadership. On September 24th of 2021, the nation issued Trident Order Number 12, mandatory vaccination for COVID-19. This order meant that SEALs were designated as non-deployable if they submitted religious accommodation requests, exempting them from the COVID vaccine. All special warfare forces were initially expected to come into compliance with the vaccine mandate by the middle of October 2021. Um, and now they don't have to do that anymore. The Navy is rescinding its punishment for the SEALs seeking religious exemptions. And those who, uh, uh, who did this to the SEALs need to be punished. Rand Paul had uh, Tony Fauci on the stand yesterday talking about all of the uh, nonsense. Kind of a precursor to the what I hope are um, uh, trials similar to Nuremberg trials of those who perpetrated COVID-19 on the American public and on the world including the uh, Chinese government that uh, created it. Here is uh, Rand Paul sharing some audio of Tony Fauci from a few years ago when he said that you don't really need a vaccine if you catch something because your immune system gets that taken care of. Because the best vaccination is to get infected yourself. And so she if, she get it. if she really has the flu, if she really has the flu, she definitely doesn't need a flu vaccine. If she really has the flu. She right. should not get it again. No, she doesn't need it because the, it's, the be, it's the most potent vaccination is getting infected yourself. Well, that's kind of interesting and not what he said during the last couple of years. Is that the mortality uh, from COVID is very similar, if not less, than, than influenza. Well, that's interesting. Then why do we have to give pharma so much money? Considering that uh, it really wasn't uh, super deadly unless you had like five comorbidities, including age so when we look at this we wonder 
you know, why you seem to really embrace basic immunology back in 2004 and how you or why you seem to reject it now? Well, <clears throat> I don't uh, reject basic immunology, Senator. Yeah, yeah, you did, actually. And I have never denied that there is importance of the protection following infection. However, as we have said many times, and as has been validated by the authorization of the, by the FDA through their committee. Yeah, the FDA is bought and paid for too. And the recommendation. And the CDC. By the CDC through their committee. Bought and paid for. They just actually, the latest booster, they never tested on humans, just mice. I'm not screwing with you. That's real. That a vaccination following infection gives an added extra boost. And that film that you showed is really taken out of... Yeah, you know, you're really... In, I'm going in for my smallpox booster this year. Oh, no, I'm not, actually. Oh, and I had chickenpox, too. See, I don't need the vaccination because I had the chickenpox. Yeah, that's how it usually goes until you're, you know, giving Big Pharma billions and billions of dollars. As a matter of fact, Reuters fact check looked at that and oh, you mean the same Reuters that uh, played everything, played along with all of the nonsense about COVID restrictions? Said Fauci's 2004 comments do not contradict his pandemic actually, stance. Actually, words don't lie. If you look at the words behind Yeah, they, the words don't lie. And finally, what kind of money did big, did big government get from Big Pharma? The guidelines for vaccines. You know, do any of the guidelines for vaccines from the government include previous infection as something to base your decision making on with vaccines do uh, any of the guidelines involve previous nope. infection no nope. that's why you're ignoring previous Fine. infection because it doesn't involve any of the guidelines and furthermore we've been asking you huh. and you refuse to answer yes. whether anybody on the vaccine committees gets royalties from the pharmaceutical companies i asked you last time and what was your response we don't have to tell you right we've demanded them through freedom you know why you know why they uh, they didn't tout natural immunity because it doesn't cost anything i've been saying that for a long time you betcha robert kahaley american pollster founder of the trafalgar group talking about republicans they haven't made the case for victory they better do it he's on the other side of this break you are listening to the rob carson show if the left tells you to quiet down get louder it's the rob carson show it is a rob carson show and uh, we got a lot of stuff we need to get to before the end of the show we are uh, expecting a phone call from robert kahaley uh he is the uh uh, American pollster, founder of the Trafalgar Group, and he is saying, and these guys are spot on, uh, he is saying that, uh, you know, Americans are not quite convinced the Republicans are going to turn things around when they become, uh, when they get into office. And I got to tell you, there's going to be a lot of uh, things that need to be said by the Republican Party to get our trust back in government. Uh, because people are very, 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 very angry right now. And you've got uh, uh, the mainstream media, big social media, Democrats, they're all saying that this uh, wave, conservative wave that's coming isn't going to happen. People are really starting to turn things around. And I will tell you that no matter what they say, do not believe them because they have lied to you about every single thing. You cannot believe the same people who said that Hunter Biden's laptop was disinformation. If they touted that story and have not rescinded it, you cannot trust them to say 
that the Republican wave coming is not going to happen. You see what I mean there? You cannot, when someone repeatedly lies to you, you cannot suddenly think that, oh, they might be telling the truth. Because the only thing that polls exist for outside of, you know, groups like the Trafalgar group is to dispirit you and to, to make you throw your hands up in the air and give up. But you know what's really driving the American people this election? I'll just give you a little, a little montage, a little montage from Harriet Hegeman, who uh, just destroyed Liz Cheney uh, in, a, uh, in a primary in the state of Wyoming. This is what Americans are going to the ballot box in November for, and uh, it's not ebbing. We're fed up with Liz Cheney. Well, there is that. But there's also this. We're fed up with the Green New Deal and the socialists who created it. We're fed up with the attacks on our fossil fuel and energy industries. We're fed up with an open border. We're fed up with human trafficking. We're fed up with fentanyl flooding our country. And we're fed up with illegal immigration. That hasn't changed. None of this has changed. Theory. We're yeah. fed up with boys competing in girls' sports. We're fed up with... But wait a minute, Joe Biden just gave all these uh, union members of the railroads $11,000 signing bonus. That'll take care of it, right? Oh, no. We're fed up with the liberal media, Twitter, Facebook, Google, and YouTube for blocking conservative speech. We're fed up with our government and universities censoring conservative thought canceling debate and rewriting history. We're fed up with the corruption in the FBI, the Department of Homeland Security, the CIA, the NSA, and the FISA court. Yeah, I don't think that's changed. I don't think any of that's changed. No. Oh, I am told that we have Robert Cahaley on the phone from the Trafalgar Group. Hello, my friend. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show on the Newsmax Hotline. How are you? I'm good. How you doing? Buddy, I'm glorious, and I love what you guys do uh, thoroughly. Um, tell us real quick about your organization for those who don't know, because I talk about Trafalgar polls all the time. Uh, tell us about uh, your, your modus operandi when you are conducting polls with regard to what's on people's minds in this country. Well, we operate a lot different than most of the other polling firms. Uh, we start by rejecting about 90% of what the other polling firms do. We often refer to most of the other polling as the uh, Pony Express polling. We don't think they've caught up to modern technology, the way modern people live. Okay. And they're, they're stuck in an old model that doesn't work anymore, and that's why they consistently get it wrong. Uh, first of all, we don't believe in long surveys. Okay. What we find is the number one question we get asked is, how long is this going to take? Yep. And so if you answer, <laughs> oh, it's just 42 questions, it's just click. Yes. You end, you end up <laughs> inflating the numbers of people who care too much about politics. Yeah. You know, that we live in a country that is not chosen. Uh, the leaders are not chosen by the people who think about politics the most. It's chosen by the people who think about politics the least. Yes. And so you've got to get everybody's got to be included in your poll. Yeah. And so we're big believers in short surveys. Uh, no, no long, drawn-out uh, pages and pages. Uh, we just don't believe in it. Uh, we try to keep them to five, ten questions at the most. Love it. Uh, second, we don't believe in small sample sizes. You'll never see us try to sell you nonsense like 400 people or 700 people for a whole state. 
a thousand people uh, for a whole state, and around eleven hundred for the whole country uh, is going to keep your margin of error as low as it can be. Yes. And so we believe in that, and we also believe in collection methods that are diverse because people, the way they participate is different. Mm-hmm. You know, when I saw I see one major national survey that does all live calls. Well, if you do all live calls, I'd look really like to know how you're talking. If you're going to ask 35 questions on a live call, can you tell me one normal millennial or Gen Z who answered that poll? <laughs> I can't. That's I true. That's true. That is exactly true. Now, now you, by the way, in the last six years, your average error rate, about 2.4%, your winner prediction rate, about just shy of 92%. So clearly you've got your, your finger on the pulse. You're not here like so many other agencies that literally do polls for network television uh, that look for a certain response to despirit. And that's what it is. It's about dispiriting the opposition. You guys don't do that. Uh, let me absolutely, ask you this. Absolutely not. Oh, yes. We always talk about that. But uh, uh, a poll has two purposes. Is it either supposed to reflect the electorate or it's supposed to affect the electorate? We believe in reflecting. Yes. Yes. Now, um, one of the things that I've heard the last couple of weeks, because Joe Biden had some big victories with uh, bills that he passed through uh, through uh, without, uh, against the will of the American people, the Inflation Reduction Act and this uh, trillion dollar bill to wipe away student debt. Uh, and so people like Jen Psaki are saying, oh, yeah, this this big wave of Republicans coming in November is ebbing because things are so going so well, to which I say. You're so full of crap. And mine's, my method is non-scientific, by the way. I don't know if you ever use that. Do you think Democrats are full of crap? Probably not a scientific uh, a, a, you know, question. But, but I don't believe that's the case. I think people are still as angry about everything as they have been and still as motivated. What, do, what are your polls showing about the electorate and what's coming in November? Well, most of the polls, what we're showing is uh, they've, they've tightened. Uh, this, you know, this is political nonsense, all these... Uh, part of games of what's going on in August. These the, September has already proven to have um, yeah. much closer polls in all these big races. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing is, what we are finding is people are nervous. Yeah. As much as people didn't, they were called, you know, they were called, we thought it was outrageous in 2016 what people called deplorable and, and, and nasty Walmart shoppers. And then in 2020, when people were getting canceled, uh, are docs for expressing political opinions outside of the accepted the norm for the mainstream media. But now, now, the, now people, MAGA Republicans are being declared enemies of the state. I know. So I, I think we have a new class of voters coming, and I'm calling these submerged. Okay. They're submerged voters. They're not putting a sign on their yard. Yeah. They're not putting a sticker on their car. They're not posting their opinion on social media. Yes, and yes. they're not answering polls. One hundred percent. Water. They are. They are. They are below periscope depth. They are not coming up until election day. Yeah. And I think even our polls that are very good at finding some of these hidden voters, we're missing it. We're going to miss them too. I think everything that any of us put out, I think in the end the Republicans do better than what any of us are predicting. <laughs> 
I do too, and I and I think and I call this determined. People are determined. They're determined. They're, they they are they're nose down. They're going to avoid all of the noise because they're being con- confronted in every way, shape, or form. We have new evidence this morning that Facebook uh, sent emails to the FBI when people were posting uh, posts about thinking the 2020 election was stolen, and and some people are saying, "Oh, that's not possible." Well, yeah, it is. The FBI shut down discussion on Twitter and Facebook with regard to Hunter Biden's laptop. Dear God in heaven, they they now we find out hired Igor Dinchenko after firing Michael uh, Steele with regard to the Steele dossier, tried to throw the 2016 election. So people are determined. They're pissed and they're going. They Don't talk to me. Leave me alone. I don't want to talk to a pollster. I've already made up my mind. Don't try to convince me otherwise. That's the mindset we're talking about. Now let me ask you this. You've got a new poll about uh, uh, many people saying that the GOP has not made a strong enough case to earn their leadership role. Tell me what this is all about. Well, I mean, I've, I've, this, there, there, there's two ways you win an election. The other, the party in power gets rejected, and a party gets picked. And right now, the reason the Republicans are going to win a lot of races is because people are tired of the Democrats being in charge. Yes. yes. Now, can can they take? But the problem is the Republicans haven't given an alternative as to what they're going to do, yes. and everything they said they're going to do is nebulous. You know, yes. We're going to stand for parental rights. Well, what does that mean? I mean, when, we, when there was the contract with America, there were specific things they were going to vote on in the first 100 days. That wasn't nebulous. Yes, but Kevin, Kevin McCarthy, me. though, Kevin McCarthy is, they are crafting something and unveiling it. I that is hearing that. It, it has to come out, that. and it has to come out now, right? Well, and it needs to not be, we're going to stand for parental rights. Like, tell me exactly what you're going to pass. Thank you. Name it. <laughs> yes, because if, yes. it, if it just is, if it is not a contract with America, but it, it is a, um, uh, what would you say? It's a, it's a, it's a bullet pointed yeah. list of, obje- of, of, yeah, like, like we don't want boys, we don't want boys competing in girls sports, you know, things like that, that specific. We don't want CRTs in, in schools that specific. That's what you're talking well, about. But even if you said you don't want boys in girls sports. Here's what here's what we're going going to do. Yes, they would. Yes, this is yeah. how we will change Title IX to prevent. Like, love it specifically. What law are you changing? Yeah, that you know? that's exactly and so, right. And I and I I hope they do that. I hope that do that soon. I remember the contract with America in 1994, uh, and it essentially it lost both houses of Congress uh, to Republicans for the first time in 40-plus years. I was writing for Rush Limbaugh at that point, and I have no doubt that he had a major impact on that election. But the contract of America with America certainly did as well. So you're saying that's what people need to hear right now? Yes. Um, what, uh, let me ask you this, um, what do you have planned and, and where do you, where do you get, when you come up with questions that you want to ask people, where, where do you find, uh, the, uh, how do you get your fingers on the pulse of the American people when you ask these questions? Uh, I'm, I'm a little lost by that question. Well, I mean, when you come up with questions, when you're asking people, um, so for instance, has the GOP uh, proven to you that they um, have they have they made a strong enough case to get your vote? Where, where, how do you come up with a methodology to create a question and get a response? Well, a lot of the questions are just ideas that a group of us, you know, come up with, and gotcha. and then you know the methodology is if it's a state or a federal, we just make sure that we do it. And, 
a national random sample to voters, you will never hear nonsense of us using online panels. So let me ask you a question. Yes, sir. If you think you've got to be weird to answer 30 questions, how weird do you got to be to be the guy who sits around in his own online panels to take polls? <laughs> do you know any normal people who do that? Yeah. And one other thing, if I may, and we got to wrap things up here. Uh, and and uh, Trafalgar Group, I, I love what you guys have done. I've been following for years, uh, Robert Cahaley. Um, you know, you're going to issue your own death sentence if you're wrong as a pollster, and uh, and uh, your clock gets clean. That's why I'm impressed with your uh, your prediction ratio. Because why would you want to be a tool of propaganda for the government when you're going to, if you know, if you're completely wrong, you lose credibility. And I, and I think that's one thing that you guys obviously your main concern is that, you know, you have to maintain your credibility. You have to reflect. That's exactly right. And so I always kind of grimace when people call us a Republican poster. So, yeah, I might be a Republican, but if you think I'm going to predict Republicans are going to want to race and get it wrong, yeah. then you don't know me, my competitive nature very well. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, listen, I, I, we have to run. Uh, we're running a little long here on this break. But Robert Gailey, I, I see you all the time on TV. I appreciate what you do, and I just consider it a wonderful opportunity to have you on the show. And I hope we can have you on before the election and after the election as well. Right, sounds good. We'd love to do it. All right, my friend. Uh, have a glorious day. Godspeed. God bless. And uh, we'll talk again soon. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. the 60s we had lbj now we have fjb it's the rob carson show the uh, democrat party has already made its bed and they're lying in it and they have created misery for so many people uh it is obvious everything from the southern border to uh, economic policy to spending to inflation to energy uh, dependence uh, once again i could go on and on american the american people are suffering and that's not going to go anywhere uh, despite what jen sake or uh brown jackson no that's no sorry she's the supreme court justice i always get because they have the initials corinne jean-pierre KJP versus KBJ. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. Anyway, so, uh, you know, they can say all they want, but we know the suffering we see. And one of the things we're seeing is children dying, being murdered by China. And they are. And I, and I said this uh, months ago. said, so these aren't drug ODs that are happening. 108,000 kids dying in this country of drug overdoses. It's not drug ODs. It's not strung out people hanging out on a street corner in Portland, although many of them are dying. But there are kids who literally are just looking for a Percocet or an oxycodone. You know, including a 15-year-old girl who overdosed on fentanyl and died on the floor of her high school bathroom. Bernstein High School, Hollywood, 9 o'clock last night. Here's a little bit of the story of a 15-year-old girl who died uh, unceremoniously, I should say, on a bathroom floor. School just ended for the day, but there were uh, crisis counselors on hand, grief counselors as well to assist students and staff members throughout the day. Now, we heard from the district superintendent earlier today, and he vowed that they will get to the bottom of this investigation. He says they'll find the person responsible. When is the last time you heard a damned thing from Joe Biden or any of these corruptocrats in Washington, D.C. about fentanyl coming across the border? Why in the hell? Are they not doing anything about this? ...for these overdoses and death. An unimaginable tragedy 
Two 15-year-old students, the victims of suspected fentanyl overdoses. One survived. The other one, unfortunately, having perished at this school in the coldness of a bathroom floor. Students expressing shock that someone so young has lost their life over a suspected counterfeit pill. A student that was 15 year old and not having her life, that's sad. It was a concerned parent who arrived at the school around 8 o'clock last night since he had not heard from his stepdaughter. He found the teen suffering from an apparent overdose on campus, but conscious. She told him her friend had OD'd in a bathroom. Authorities believe the students purchased pills they thought were Percocet at this nearby park. Have you had a talk with your kids? Have you had the fentanyl talk? I know it's ridiculous, right? When I was in uh, middle school, high school, uh, it was not uncommon for kids to try uh, what was called speed. And, and that's essentially what uh, you know, some of these HD, ADHD meds are. They're speed. And so the kids, you know, they want to try some speed, keep them awake in class, whatever. And they, say they, they look for a Percocet or Oxycodone, something like that, to get a little high. And they buy them uh, from somebody in a park or somebody online, and they get it, and they die. And they die. And the fact that this administration is so tone deaf that they would support an open border knowing that this is flowing in and killing millions. It will kill the potential of killing millions. Dosages enough to kill the United States population over and over again. Have a talk with your kids about it and vote these SOBs out of office in November. There you go. Let's come back and wrap things up in just a second. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. I got a bit of bad news to cul-de-sac dwelling soccer moms who wear yoga pants and drink cheap Chardonnay out of a Yeti when they go to Target. Uh, the founder of Franzia Vineyards has passed away. Fred Franzia was 79 years old. I believe there are 34 glasses in every box of glorious Franzia. Uh, I have put back some Franzia in my day. I don't anymore. I like to say that because it's aged in a box, it's technically aged in oak because, uh, you know, cardboard's made of wood. So there you go. God bless him. God rest him. Have a glorious day, guys. I'll see you tomorrow for a big old TGI. For the meantime, God bless you and your family and the unborn and our first responders and our military. And until tomorrow, don't, quit, don't catch the stupid. I'll see you then.